You're listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast, discussing all aspects of precision and long-range rifle shooting. This episode is brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter. And now, over to your hosts. Well, hello and welcome to the Precision Shooting Podcast. This is episode number 12. I'm Rusty and with me today is Jared from the Victorian Practical Rifle Series. How are you, Jared? Yeah, good, mate. Fantastic, mate. Thanks for joining us on the uh, on the show. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so this is our first Skype uh, interview, so hopefully it comes up, mate. Thanks for being the guinea pig for it. That's all right. Now, tell us a little bit about the Victorian Practical Rifle Series. Um, Well, pretty much. It's... Yeah, it's, it's a new series, so it's based on the uh, service rifle, NRAA service rifle rules, um, something started up in Canberra a few years ago. It's basically just trying to give something for all those guys that are into the precision shooting, um, you know, with all the precision rifles, just some way to shoot them, you know, a designated discipline to, you know, have a crack at. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, we, we need more of that, really. Yeah. Yeah, how did um and so where are you based and what are you doing? All right, so um yeah, we're based at Castlemaine Rifle Club, which is just below Bendigo, Central Victoria. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not a member of that club. For tried a fair while to get permission to shoot on Sundays at um my rifle club, but we couldn't get it. So I um called Canvas Castlemaine Rifle Club, and right from the get go, they were on board and keen to you know get it all happening. To support it, that's yeah, awesome to hear. Yeah. yeah. So um, it all had to be legit. That was one thing they said. You know, we're keen to get it going, but it's all got to be, you know, legit yep. by the rules and that. So yeah, we shoot under service rifle, chapter sixteen of the uh, SSRs. So yeah. So those rules are going to be out to apply for what you are trying to achieve. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, a couple of the guys up in um, Sydney and Canberra who started these matches up, they're ex-army guys, so they've mm-hmm. you know shot a lot of rifles in the army and that, and they've kind of tried to apply that to what we're doing out here and you know that set of rules service rifle was already there so we've just you know jumped on that <laughs> wonderful so for for people who are perhaps not familiar with it yep. um what is what does a match look like what's the details of it all right well each match is different so it's not like say your f class or your any other discipline where they're pretty similar each time we we mix it up so there's an organized committee for each state um mm-hmm. and what we do is we set a course of five. We've got a few set rules, so we set it across four different distances, 70 rounds, um, and, yeah, so each course of five is different. So it might be um, our next match starts at 200, works back to 600 yards, in yep. all different positions. Um, yeah. Yeah, nice. And, and uh, yeah, so the position is obviously one of the, the, the key factors to make this different from other yeah. uh, other types of disciplines. So, yeah, so we've tried to mix it up a bit, make it a real, like we call it, the practical um Rifle series because we try yep. to make it practical. Sort of positions like your prone supported off a backpack, um, prone supported no rear bag, um, mm-hmm. unsupported Hawkins, you know, all those different sort of things that you would actually sort of positions that you would use, you know, say while you're out hunting, you know, things like that. And particularly with like, say, the snap serials where a target will be exposed randomly for a couple of seconds, sort of yeah. thing, you know, so something yeah, right. really applies to, you know, you're, you're taking a shot with a trophy buck, you're just waiting for it to, you know, turn broadside <laughs> so you can take that shot, you know. Absolutely, you don't get a lot of choice yeah. as to when, do you? <laughs> no, you have to take the shot. Yeah, cool. So, um, how did how did it come about with you doing it in Victoria? Well, I've been travelling up to Canberra for a couple of years now. They've um, I think they're into their fifth year doing it now. So wow. Yeah. Yeah. Been travelling up there. Um, expanded two years ago out to Hornsby Rifle Club, in New South Wales. 
So mm-hmm. a few of the guys were traveling from Sydney. They started up. So I started flying up there for their matches. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I started, you know, asking around in Victoria if there's any, anything similar going on there. There wasn't anything that I could find. So I thought I'd start it up myself. Yeah, brilliant. So, yeah. And, uh, and so is this your first year or? Uh, we had, we had one match. I think it was October last year. It was yep. low profile. We didn't advertise it too much because for the guys at Castlemaine, they, you know, you can only explain something so much. You've really yeah. shown. So just had a low key match with, I think it was about 12, 13 guys turned up. And yep. Just, yeah, just run a match with them. A couple of guys from Canberra come down, help run it. Nice. Um, yeah, just to get, give them an idea of what it was. And a couple of them shot it. One of their guys actually won it. And, um, <laughs> yeah, they, they said, sweet as, go, go for it, you know. Yeah, nice. 100%. And so where are, where are you up to this this year then? So this is our first match in two weeks. Or uh, yeah, and what's the date of that? In anyone, in case anyone's interested. Yeah, March thirteenth. March thirteenth. We'll certainly put that and uh, and a link to more information in the show notes, of course. Yep. And so, um, but you've had a practice this year, is that? So yeah, I well, just um, as a social range meet just down Little River, just for like a meet and greet for guys, just to turn up, have a have a chat, um, you know, ask any questions, help a few guys out with their, you know, setting up their slings for unsupported. Um, in particular, the Hawkins position, a lot of guys, you know, struggle to get their head around it. Yeah, can you explain what that is? So the Hawkins position, um, it's probably one of my favourites. I love it. So it's yep. basically, it's, um, I'm not going to go into the history of it, but basically it's just the, the position itself is just, so laying down prone, the butt of the rifle is dug into the ground, tucked in under your shoulder, and you extend your um, non-firing arm out, non-trigger arm out, just to uh, support the forehand of the rifle. So usually grab your, if you've got a hand stop up the front or a, you know, your sling point, grab that and, yeah, relaxing and tightening your fist and raising lower your point of aim, pretty much. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so obviously um, a very a very useful way of using the rifle without a bipod. Yeah, yeah. yeah really brilliant. lowers your profile a lot. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, nice. And so that's obviously a common trait through a number of these uh, scenarios you're shooting? Yeah, yeah. So we try to put that in there a few times, both, mm-hmm. you know, close ranges and out longer ranges. I say yeah. once once you do a bit of practice at it, it is actually quite a stable position. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, nice. So if, if guys are thinking about the 13th or, or you've, you've got other comps Yeah, so we're, year, planning on running, we're planning on running four this year. Yeah. Um, so probably... One every, we're hoping one every quarter. Yeah. Finish up uh, probably end of November. Um, yeah, so four matches. We will be trying to make a real sort of a, a series out of it. So yeah. four matches. Each match will be giving away medals for first to fifth, first pair, and a couple of different serials that we, we pick out. You know, sure. Winners of those serials. But on top of that, at the end of the year, we'll crown a Victorian champion. So yeah, nice. for each match, you get awarded points. So let's say you win a match, you'll get 100 points. If you mm-hmm. don't win the match, you just take your score Divide that by the top score times 100. That's how many points you earn for that match. Yep. Um, yeah, at the end of the year, we'll tally up everyone's two best scores and you know, the bloke who's got the highest scores will be the Victorian champion. And get some prizes or anything? And yeah, I, yes, I'm still still confirming that. So I haven't okay. haven't released a whole lot yet, but yeah, it's it's in the background going on and it's really... Something will happen? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's going to be some pretty cool gear up for grabs. Nice. So for this, this is open to pretty much anyone, is it? Yeah, anyone, anyone and everyone. Like, to be honest, I really want to get a lot of new guys into it. That's what motivates me. You know, your your experienced blokes, they're going to come, they're going to shoot, they're going to shoot well. For me, I really want to get new guys into it. 
Yeah, because that, that grows the sport, doesn't that it? That does, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. sort of looking for the future. Yeah, nice. And and so if guys are going to come along yep. or they're thinking about coming on the 13th or one of your other matches, what are what are they going to need as a minimum in terms of equipment? <laughs> it's a question I get asked a lot, man. I oh, bet, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, look, I mean, a lot of people when they ask that, they sort of want you to give them, tell them what to go and buy, you know. But yep. really all you need is a rifle you're comfortable shooting, something that shoots MOA or better. MOA is good enough. Yep. Um, a scope with adjustable turrets. And, you know, a sling, just a sling that you can set up for. And basically I tell people, don't get too caught up in your gear. Just get out there and practice shooting it. Learn to read the wind. Get mm-hmm. get some good dopes. And, yeah, that's about it, really. Yeah, so experience. They, experience trumps gear. They don't. Oh, yeah, absolutely correct with that. They they don't need a huge amount of stuff. It's just a, a rifle they know well with a with – a, or even if yeah. they don't know well, they're out there having fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just basically, yeah, uh, yeah rifle, scope. Attached bipod and usually a backpack will shoot off the backpack. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So not a huge amount of equipment to outlay. Not really. M- no. Nah. Most. Yeah. There's a guy who shoots up in Canberra. He puts us all to shame. He uses a couple of hundred dollar O mark, and he he always finishes you know top five. <laughs> so yeah. Right. You don't need the top end gear. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. But obviously the scope's pretty important in this type of discipline, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty much. If if you're gonna spend your money somewhere, I'd spend it on a scope. Hmm. Yeah. Um, just adjustable. Don't get too caught up in the high magnification. A lot of people sort of chase the magnification. You don't need it in this type of match because I find, I mean, I'm running a 324 by 52 mil March. I yep. wouldn't have it above sort of 10, 12 all match. That's even pushing back to the six, seven, eight, nine hundred yards. Yeah, nice. Because, yeah, under recoil, you just get thrown off and it's too hard to get back on track. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, you uh, you need some elevation to be shooting the distance as yeah. well. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, what if if someone's got bucket loads of money? What are, what are they spending it on? Like, what's the next couple of things they might think about getting? Well, um, well, top end, top end, which is what a lot of guys are running. Are uh, you know your accuracy international um, AXs, AWs, yep. AEs with the Smith and Benders and you know your knife forces and all that. There's a lot mm-hmm. a lot of guys running that sort of gear. Um, yep. Below that, I've got to say, probably the most popular is just your, your Tikas and your Remingtons and even your Howards these days. Um, yeah. Just, you know, two-stage trigger, decent scope, dropped into a, you know, an AICS sort of um, chassis or something. Sure. Yeah. That's probably yeah. the most popular. I mean, I reckon every second or third rifle is running either an AW or, an, you know, an AICS yeah, type okay. of chassis. Yeah, yeah right. It's obviously pretty, uh, pretty suited for the discipline. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're pretty popular. <laughs> yeah, nice. And and in terms of any other sort of gear or gadgets or anything, guys running, um, you know, if they if they've got themselves a good rifle and a good um optic and a good sling, yep. is there much more beyond that in terms of other equipment that they could be oh, using? I mean, yeah, there are guys that bring spot and scopes and you know all that sort of gear. Um, really, that's about it. It's you know we've tried to keep it practical, not too much gear. I mean, whatever gear you use, you've got to carry. That's another thing. Yep. So um. There was a guy actually turned up once with a golf golf buggy full of equipment. <laughs> the blokes they all said to him, "Oh yeah, no, you can use that, but um, you know, you can't wheel it. You've got to carry it." <laughs> you know, so he quickly went back to his car and downsized. <laughs> I, I bet, yeah, <laughs> full on. Oh well, that's all right. Um, brilliant. Yeah, basically, so we, basically, rifle slinging a, a small backpack. That's all you need. That's it. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's it's quite attainable for anyone who's uh, perhaps thinking about getting into it. It is. And, yeah. and, and I know, look, I, we've encountered it with what we're doing here, um, and I'm sure you have as well. Guys sort of thinking, oh, well, it sounds like they'll – I'll just go along and watch because you know, I don't want to sort of show myself up to not know what I'm doing. Yep. What, I bet you get that a little bit. I've Yeah, the last – since we got the Facebook page up, I've had a lot of phone calls, um, a lot of messages through Facebook about that, asking if they can come and watch – and I always end up calling them back, having a chat, and saying, "Just, just turn up and have a crack." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But you know, have some fun. It's all about having fun, really. I mean, you now you get the guys to turn up, take it seriously, want to win, but you know, just turn up and have some fun. That's what yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because uh, at the end of the day, you're only going to get better, aren't you? That's it. I mean, when I first started shooting these matches, I I hesitated, and you know, I thought, "Oh, maybe I'll practice a bit more and go to the next one and go to the next one." When I finally turned up and shot my first match, I was kicking myself that I hadn't started sooner. Just the experience you learn just by actually shooting, you know, yeah, much. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, you learn learn a lot from missed shots, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so where did where did your interest come from in shooting? Um, my interest in shooting, it's I've always had a keen interest in, in rifles and that. I mean, when I was a kid on my past farm, using his semi-auto twenty-two, just shooting cans and that, you know. Um, yeah. Then as I got older, I tried a bit of um, full bore and small bore. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a teenager. And then I sort of didn't really touch guns for quite a few years. Then I got a few mates at work that were hunting and said, you know, get your license, come out. So reapplied, got my license back, started, you know, hunting with them. And um, as always happens, everyone starts having kids and families and you start, yep. you know, talking about shooting more than you actually do sort of thing. So <laughs> that's what I thought, you know, I really wanted to keep shooting. So I thought maybe I'll get back into the target shooting side of it and, Got back into, you know, your ref class. Used to go down Little River a lot and just practice by myself. And um, I came across what the guys were doing up in Canberra and I just thought, oh, stuff it. it. Sounds awesome. So I just drove up there, shot a match and have a look back. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And, and so you, you, because uh, I was going to ask you where, where you're interested in this practical rifle side of things came yeah. from. Well, I, um, I actually came across it on Glenn Roberts' Precision Shooting Australia site. I was just, yep. you know, just sitting there I won't say at work, but <laughs> at work, just wiggling <laughs> stuff on the computer, and I came across it, and you had a little, just, it was just a couple of sentences talking about something they were doing in the ACT, and it just mm-hmm. it caught me attention, so I just sent him a message, he um, you know, emailed me back with a couple of the contacts with the guys up there, Simon Ross, gave Simon a call and got some more info, and yeah, that was it, I was hooked from then on. Yeah, brilliant. So how, how many of them have you been to? That's um, Pretty cool. much, I think I've missed one in the last three years. Okay. Yeah, right. They, they run four or five a year, and um, Sydney are running three or four a year. Yeah, okay. So you're making the trip quite often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's so, and there's just there's nothing like it down here in Victoria, so that's why. Well, until now. Until now, yeah. So that's that's why I've started up, because I just I love travelling interstate. I wanted to be part of it and help expand it, and you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's got to go. Yeah, nice. And uh, it's it's starting to pop up around the country as well now, is, which is yeah, really there's, good there's to see. going on. Yeah, there's guys in guys in Queensland. Yes, there's guys in Queensland um, and NT. I know that and the Northern Territory as well. Yeah, so there is actually quite a lot going on. Yeah, it's fantastic. Nice, mate. Well, we've got to ask you what what gear you're running at the moment. I know you said you're running a March scope at the moment. Yep. Uh, But what what is that sitting on top of? So I've got a Seiko TRG. Mm -hmm. Um, I've just rebarreled it in a six by four seven liqueur. Yes. Running at the minute, I'm running one hundred and seven. Sierra Mash Kings. I've just picked up 
a couple of boxes of 105 grain burgers that I want to try out. Yeah, that uh, should be all right. Yeah, I've been waiting two years for them to come, you know. Yeah. <laughs> They've been so That's hard cool. to get. <laughs> I know. They've been crazy, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so basically, yeah, TRG, um, the 308, it served me well. Honestly, it just it just shot. It just shot. I never, ever had a problem with it. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to try something different, so I stuck a six-mil barrel on it. It's yeah. all right. Yeah, it's doing good. Um, so, yeah, TRG, got the marsh scope, spur mounts. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, nice, and, and that's uh, just the standard trigger on there? It's been standard tweaked trigger, at all? Yeah, or? I love it. It's probably my favourite trigger, I reckon, just the adjustable two-stage. Um, yep. Yeah, set it, I think it's set just over two pounds at second stage. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is it, have you got a trigger limit uh, on practical rifle? Uh, not not that I'm aware of. No? Yeah, it's not something we really enforce at the minute. So, yeah. But you wouldn't you wouldn't want to go running anything too light. I mean, at, at one stage I used to adjust my trigger at the second stage for F class in these matches, so I'd run it lighter for F class and heavier for these matches. Mm-hmm. I remember a match I forgot to readjust it, and I was just <laughs> banging rounds left, right, and center accidentally because I like to tap that second stage before you know just while I'm yeah. sitting there. And yeah, I learned that lesson, so now I just leave it set and a bit heavier. <laughs> <laughs> nice, mate. Oh, very good. And and do you get out and practice very often, Jared? Try to. Um, when I first started, I used to every weekend. I used to go out every single weekend down Little River, and, and I'd practice. And what I used to do was I'd get me score. We give everyone their score sheets back at the end of the match, so I'd grab grab me score sheet, look at where I lost the most, most amount of points, what I need to do to improve, and you know, leave the bipod at home and get down Little River, and I'd just be practicing unsupported, you know, shooting off the backpack and all of that. Um, I don't practice as much as I should now. You know. <laughs> do, do you find that it was the positional stuff that was really the the hardest bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone when they go to the range to practice, they're always using their bipods. And one yeah. thing I try to encourage guys to do is, you know, not take it off. I mean, take it off and leave it at home. Don't even take it with you, <laughs> uh, and just practice <laughs> practice shooting off your sling. That's probably the biggest, the hardest part. You know, Uns- yeah. unsupported. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what have you done to be able to overcome that a little bit? Um, just leave my bike out at home <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and not, and and not just have a choice. Force myself to get on the sling. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. but also I do try fire a lot at home um, in the unsupported yep. position. So I've sc- actually just I screwed a washer to the fence on the other side of my backyard, and I just lay down in my garage and you know, yep. a couple of minutes a day before I go to work and just try fire. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Just just trying to build up that muscle memory. That was the biggest part. Once you build that muscle memory up and it's not as uncomfortable as it is, you know, when you first start shooting unsupported. It, you know, it, it all comes together pretty quickly. Yeah, that that's pretty much true across the board, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of guys who have never never shot prone before or, or much, and yeah. you get them to shoot prone for a day, and they are sore. But if they do it, you know, for for uh, over a number of months on a regular basis, yeah, they're fine. That's it. That's what I find. You know. I find if I go a few months without practicing, I you know my my scores drop off and that. But when I pull it all together, I'm out there quite often practicing. You know, it, yeah, it does. It it comes together pretty quickly. Well, I saw your name on a trophy up in Canberra. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so obviously it's coming together. Pretty yeah, well. yeah. So that was last year's championship trophy. So last year, I think there was five matches in Canberra, two, no, three in Sydney and one down here. Um. Yeah. So yeah. So with the points scheme that they awarded, we done top three. So top mm-hmm. three scores was awarded to the champion. Um, yeah, I won two matches. I won a match in Sydney, won a match in Canberra. My third best score, I think I finished second or third, but I was only a couple of points off the winner, so I got a high percentage oh, of that score. And I think I finished the year with 
an average of 99.3 or something out of 100. So That's not too bad at yeah, all, mate. That's all right, yeah. Con- congratulations. Well that's done. <laughs> it's, uh, that's all that pa- practice paying off, eh? Yeah, it is, yeah. And that's, and that's when I, you know, the middle of last year, I really made a conscious effort to get out every weekend shooting and, yeah, it paid off. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So, um, if you've you've been around for a uh, for a few years in this in this uh, type of shooting, yep. What um what trends are you seeing with with equipment? Are guys shifting much or caliber or anything like that? Yeah, probably the biggest thing I have seen is the um everyone's sort of lightening up their rifles. Like at first, you know, you see a lot of real big, heavy, you know, heavier rifles, you know, big twenty pound rifles and that. Yep. But everyone's now because there is so much um you know positional shooting. Especially at Canberra, they shoot, um, you know, you're sitting and kneeling and occasional offhand stuff where your big heavy rifles, they just don't work. So, yeah, probably, probably the biggest shift is going to the, your lighter rifles. And how are guys achieving that? Is that, is that, you know, thinner profiles on barrels? Or uh, stock probably choice? thinner profiles, we're just keeping them shorter. I mean, you wouldn't see anything over 26 inches up there. Um, mm-hmm. on mine, I've rebarred mine at 24 inch barrel. But also, yep. also the chassis, like, um, I have seen a lot of, uh, what do you call them? Those, you know, your MDT style chassis. You know, they really, yeah. they really are quite light. And a lot of guys running those type of things. Um, yeah, they do some real lightweight stuff now. Yeah. I mean, their their Tac Twenty One is pretty weighty. Yeah, and there's, there's the a other. few other guys doing um, similar style chassis. So yeah, yeah, it's quite a lot of them out there these days. Um, and as far as as far as cartridges go, a lot of people are trying different things, but everyone just settles back on the three weight. You just yeah, right. you can't go past it. Yeah, I mean. A lot of guys sort of do look at what they're doing in the US, but it, you can't really compare what we do to them. So for us, the 308 just, yeah, just works. It's the go-to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So what, um, so guys who listen to us usually are familiar with the Precision Rifle series. What, yep. what's the differences here between what you guys are doing and that style of shooting? Oh, the difference. Or is it, is it pretty similar? Oh, well, yes, yes and no. I mean, the rifles are probably quite similar. Um, but, you know, we shoot a state ranger, so we'll shoot, say, at 200 yards and shoot around, shoot all boot, we'll shoot each serial at that range. Then they'll all, we'll all move back to 300 yards or, you know, whatever the next distance is. And, you know, shooter A will be, shooter A will shoot, then shooter B will shoot, then shooter A will shoot, then shooter B will shoot. You know, then, and so we move back between the ranges as opposed to, I mean, I'm, I'm not really too familiar with what they're doing over there, but from what I have okay. seen, they sort of seem to be shooting more from one position at, Targets at different distances, sort of thing. Yes. So that would probably be the biggest difference. And we don't shoot on steel, so we shoot on the um, figured targets. Oh, very good. So that's um, yeah, that's the uh, like core flute type. Targets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the um, core flute ones, the we got figure eleven, twelve, thirteen, and fourteens. Um, mm-hmm. Probably hard to explain, but yeah, they're just the orange oh, and black. Yeah, you whack that into Google and you'll find them pretty yeah, quick, won't yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's um. Yeah, I guess over in in the US they are shooting a lot of steel. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'd, we'd love to shoot on steel, but you, yeah, just your limitations. Yeah. <laughs> got to work yeah. in the boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. Got to work work with it. Yeah. yeah, very good. Um, and scope side of things, is there is there scope. much trends or anything sort of like said, changed probably, over the years? Probably just sticking to your, your lower magnifications. I mean, because like I say, you wouldn't find yourself. Zooming in much more than your 12 to 15 times. So, you know, um, a lot of guys who are building dedicated rifles are sticking to that sort of magnification range, probably 20s, low 20s. I mean, yeah. getting up higher than that, unless it's an all-round rifle that you happen to use for F-Class or something else, there's just no need for it. Yeah, no, certainly. Yeah. 
But for our first focal plane, I should say. Yes, yep. the first focal plane are pretty much most people are running first focal. It's just it's it just suits what we do. And and um so what what about what you do that first focal plane is ideal for? What's, um, what's probably, the benefit probably there? the biggest thing is because we, we you shoot in pairs, so you're working as a team. So while one guy's shooting, most of us will use our rifle to spot for him, wash the mirage and, you know, call corrections mm-hmm. and that. And having that first focal plane, you can just, you know what I mean, you can just measure, measure your fullest shot, you know, call the correction and keep shooting. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you just, yeah, yeah you just can't do that with a second. Oh, you can, but not as effectively. With a not, so, plane. <laughs> not as flexible, is it? Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, no, very good. It's certainly, um, certainly the way everything seems to be heading yeah. um, with that style of shooting anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. And so what, what are you, you've got your first year, uh, this year with the Victorian side of things yep. for a full series. Yep. Where do you see this, uh, this sport heading in, in future, both for you and, and then perhaps nationally as well? Um, look, honestly, I think it's the next big thing. And I, I don't mean the next big fat either. I think that this is the future of, of rifle shooting. You know, um, nothing against, you know, your F class and your target rifles and all that sort of discipline, but it's just, I don't see young guys coming up, you know, wanting to shoot. Target rifle and, you know, your, your F class and that. I think that this, I mean, it's interesting. It challenges you. It's, it's every match is different. You know, I think, you know, I think it's really going to take off and long term, I'd love to, to see sort of 40, 50, 60 guys at each of our matches. Um, the guys in Sydney and Canberra, they're actually working at a proposal to modify the service rifle rules to actually recognize what it is that we do. So it could actually be a recognized NRAA discipline. Yes. And yeah, long, long-term view is to actually get service rifles started up back in Australia, you know, clubs all across Australia shooting it. And, um, yeah, there's even talk of a, a service rifle Queens. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> down, a long way down the track. <laughs> oh, be, that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think certainly I'm, I'm seeing a lot of guys in this style of shooting. The, the younger guys are certainly yeah. uh, headed towards this and, it's, and really I, enjoy it's, it. It's a reflection of the times, hmm. you know, you, you it's just my opinion, you guys, you know. Um, yes. I think, you know, you service rifle in the F-class, you know, in the past that was, you know, a reflection of the times and I think that this practical type of shooting is is where it's all headed. Yeah, brilliant. So in terms of uh, personally, have you got any um, any little projects on the go, um, um, be it along yeah. these lines or different? I've, I've got a few. There is there's actually a SSAA discipline that's up and coming, uh, long-range precision Practical or something. I can't remember the exact, exact name. But yes. it's, it's for any rifle up to and including 50 BMG. So right. I'm, I've got a 338 Lapua Rogue that I'm in the process of building that I would like to get into that discipline and shoot. Um, so yeah, so I've been sourcing out all the parts of that rifle for the last probably 12 months. Sort of hard to get. Such long, <laughs> such long waiting list on like, um, running a Macmillan A5. And that took, I think, mm-hmm. nine months before I got that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. And um, t- tell us more. What's the, what's the difference with the rogue? Um, the rogue improves thirty degree, thirty seven degree shoulder, um, and mm-hmm. maintains a little bit of the body taper, as opposed to you know your actually yep. improves, which is you know minimal body taper and a forty degree shoulder. So hopefully it should feed from the mag a bit better. Yeah, nice. And what, what action are you going to put that into? So I've got a Stiller Tac three three eight. Um, yeah, with a forty mo a rail. Macmillan A5, fully adjustable, fully inlated, you know, everything. Yeah, nice. As well as I just picked up um, from Stuart a March, what was it, 540 by 56, first focal plane scope with a 0.05 mil clicks. So I'm actually yeah, okay. I'm hanging to get wow. my scope and give it a go. So, yeah. 
Actually, yeah, I, might, I might mount that scope on the TRG for our next match and just give it a go. How much elevation has that got? Do you know? Uh, not sure. But, not sure? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't remember, but it, it's a lot. It's more than more than I'm going to need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And and how, do you know what distance that discipline goes out to? Um, at the minute, they're talking about there's a range up in Mildura that goes out to 2,000 metres. Um, yep. I know there is talk of getting it up and going there. I mean, it's all... I mean, I've actually this week talked to one of the guys who's on the organising committee of it, so I haven't got a lot of information at hand at the minute. But, yeah, there is there are things going on, and, yeah, I think they're pushing them out to about 2,000 yards. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. That'd be awesome, yeah. That'd be great fun. Yeah, cool, and and sounds like you got the uh, you will have the rifle to be able to uh, be in it. Yeah, that's it. It's got to, it's got to back that rifle up. <laughs> <laughs> more more dry firing, mate. More practice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it, man. <laughs> yeah, they'll spend, uh, spend some more time shooting, and uh, I guess we won't complain about that. That's it. Oh, wonderful. And, um... So a few more details about the 13th, because hopefully if you guys can listen to this and are either in, uh, you know, close by SA, New South Wales, and, and can get over to, yep. to see you on the 13th. Yep. So um, can you give us all the information about it? What do we wouldn't, what do we need to know if we're going to make a decision to go? All right, man. So pretty much, yeah, March 13th at Castlemaine Rifle Club. Be there yep. by 9 o'clock. All you need, as I said, it's just a rifle, shoots MOA, um, you know, scope with adjustable turrets. Know your drops from 200 yards out to 600 yards. And that's it. Turn up. Um, just need your license and your either SSAA or a NRAA associate membership card. So, you know, VRA, um, ACT, Roth Association, New South Wales, or I think Sarah, you got over there, South Australian. Yep. Roth Association. Yeah. Just a membership card and, um, 50 bucks and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. And, and I know you've talked about the guys can camp over if they're coming from interstate. Yep. Or... So at this point, I think there's about nine. Of us that'll be camping on the Saturday night, so we'll have a barbie and yeah. yeah, for any guys that are coming, I'd encourage us to come and camp on the Saturday night because it is, you know, as much as it is about the tough fun, isn't it? Yeah, it's also about the social side of it. It's, it's yeah. great just meeting you guys and having a chat, and you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And that, um, and I believe it's the same Victoria, but it's certainly in SA that Monday is a public holiday. Yeah, it's a Labor Day same, here. Same there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyone who is looking for something to do on the long weekend probably uh, couldn't be doing much better than that. Well, that's it, yeah. So you've got a public holiday, have you? We do. Uh, yeah, yeah. That on out Monday. So all our SA listeners, yep. guys, uh, no I know, uh, <laughs> I know, uh, no excuses, and I know Greg was, uh, Greg was thinking about heading over, so I'm going to oh, certainly yeah. uh, yep. put the pressure on him to uh, to go. Yep. Uh, he, if he has a rifle, actually, I'm not sure where he's up to in that stage. <laughs> he's been building the same as what you've got a six by forty seven. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, so he's um made a decision that's he thinks that's going to be the best for what he wants to do. Yep. And um, okay, hopefully it's uh, it's done shortly, and he'll see how he goes. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, yeah. So for anyone, yeah, heading over, it should be a, a pretty good. And you said it's fifty bucks. Fifty bucks to um, cover it. Covers yep. everything. Um, includes lunch, yep. and also one thing I probably haven't mentioned is sponsorship. So sure, um, there's been a lot going on the last couple of weeks. I haven't been able to talk specifics through the Facebook site just yet because I'm just finalising all of it now. But yeah. um, I can tell you who we have on board at the minute. We've got yeah. Jason Hillier from Major Tactical chugging in some gear. Um, who else we got? Steve from Precision Rifle Products in yep. Australia. Yep. Um, who else we got? Glenn Roberts of Precision Shooting Australia has chucked in a um, – we've got a PDA in a ballistics um, field firing solutions Delta 5 card. Yep. Um, and – 
oh, there's a heap more, but I just I can't say them yet. Just until next couple of days, I'll be confirming them. But yeah, so just, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to stay tuned to the yes, Facebook page. Check out the Facebook site in the next couple of days. There is a lot of info I'll be putting up, in particular regarding prizes, and we give all those prizes away randomly, so they're not given away to any any of the winners. So the winners they'll get their medals for first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. Yep. But all the prizes at the end of the day, we give that away randomly. So what I've got is I've got a heap of brass with um bunch of numbers stuck to them so let's say we get 40 competitors we put in yep. 40 bits of brass with numbers one to 40 the winner mm-hmm. will just grab a piece of brass out let's say it's got number 23 on it if you finish 23rd on the day come up pick a brass on the table oh um, wow yeah, yeah then you just pick out another bit of brass and let's say it's number 37 mm-hmm. come up and pick a prize so so yeah so that's why i always encourage guys to just to turn up and turn up and have some fun you know because you, you still could win well, something so you might finish last and you might walk away with it you know the best price. With the gear, you know what I mean? So, yeah, nice. So, yeah, that's why we've nice. done it that way is to encourage guys to come down and have a go. Yeah, to share it around. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, great, great way to be. And, um, so getting in touch with you, how do we, uh, Facebook's easiest? Um, Facebook's one of the ways, yeah. Um, so there's Facebook, just message me through that. It probably is the easiest, yeah. Um, yeah, so or, t- put in Victorian Practical Rifle Series and yep, you should come up. Practical Rifle Series in Facebook and, um, yep. all the info will come up there. Or my phone number's on the flyer, so just give me a call. I've had a lot of guys give me a call who prefer to talk face-to-face as opposed to through messages, which is probably the way I prefer to do it myself. Just a lot easier, you know. You can talk. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Yeah, um, cool. So that's uh, that, and that you can find that on Facebook as well. Yep. Um, and we might put a uh, we'll put a link up as well. Yeah. Uh, on the show notes. And I'll just yeah. direct everyone to if you go to the albums page on the Facebook site, there's a album that I've titled Match Info. So in that folder, there's an information sheet, a couple of pages I've written up just on what to expect on the day, you know, the key rules, things like that, a couple of the pictures of the targets, a few dimensions and things like that. So mm-hmm. if anyone's wanting a bit of info, yeah, just head to that um, match info folder and it's all there. Brilliant. And so because you, you release all the details of what the guys are shooting, don't you, all the stage information? Yeah, so on the on the flyer, all that info is on there, yeah. So it's yeah, it's got all the key info. It's got the um, course of fire for the day. Nice, mate. Well, um, Jared, thank you very much for your time. No it's really mate. good to talk to you. It's good to hear that this style of shooting is uh, is growing in this country. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah. So keep up, keep up the good work, mate. I hope the um, the thirteenth works very well for you. Yep. And uh, certainly look to uh, to come over there and have a crack uh, myself sometime, which no would be worries. good fun. Yeah, no, it's mate. And um, I'll see you at your shoot as well. I'm gonna come over and shoot your um competition too, so. Ah, Look, brilliant! That? <laughs> that will be uh, certainly good fun. Yeah, It'll be yeah. A little, so we, I, I guess, a little bit different. Um, yeah, I'm, but, I'm looking yeah. forward to it, man. It, it looks, to be honest, it looks challenging. So that's what attracted me to it. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I just like to make it hard for everyone. No, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> nah, it should be, should be good fun. Good weekend. Yeah. So brilliant. Catch up. All right, all right, mate. Well, uh, thanks for your time, and uh, uh, we'll put all the information up how to get in contact with you and and the uh, Victorian Practical Rifle Series on uh, on our. Uh, show notes and on Facebook and, and everything and we look forward to talking again with you soon no worries mate cool thanks cheers see ya thanks for listening to the Precision Shooting Podcast to continue the discussion check out our Facebook page and for more information head to our website www.precisionshootingpodcast.com.au This episode was brought to you by Impact Dynamics, advanced training for the precision shooter.